Mobile security. It's a big concern, and for many reasons we don't yet truly understand. This is Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Last week, I caught up with Jason Rouse, a mobile security expert, during the Mobile Financial Services Forum in Arlington, Virginia. Jason, yesterday you sat on a panel, and during that panel discussion, we talked quite a bit about the security of the mobile channel overall. And you noted that near-field communications uh, or radio frequency communication is perhaps the least secure type of communication. And it's interesting because I spoke with someone yesterday who was talking about the global platform, this set of standards that's basically set up to protect some of this wireless connectivity or wireless communication. Could you talk a little bit about the security and where the global platform, from your mind, fits into the picture? So global platform is a set of protocols and standards that allow for secure communication over potentially insecure channels. When we were talking on the panel yesterday, um, I wanted to note that radio frequency communication in general, uh, it 211, uh, Zigbee, Bluetooth, all of these, NFC, they're very insecure by nature and therefore must be paired up with things like global platform in order to be even remotely secured. Most of the time, um, security standards are very well implemented and they're very well designed. But uh, throughout history, and almost every platform imaginable, there have always been implementation problems, there have always been hiccups, and there's always been issues that have come up, usually when a technology or a standard has been used beyond its normal end of life. So we've used TCP for a long time. Uh, a lot of hiccups have come up over the, time, over the last 10 years in the Internet, um, and that's because it's being used much, much further than its design capacity. Global platform is relatively recent and very dynamic, but in the same time, we still have to rely on old-fashioned things like getting it right, uh, especially in implementation, and we have to make sure that we test these things uh, in order to actually assure security in the platform. So global platform paired with radio frequency communication should be secure. In general though, each does not guarantee security for the other. One of the things that we talked about yesterday related to authentication, and this kind of ties in with, with IP security, and you noted something that I found interesting, and I think our audience would be interested in this as well, because it's not something we talk about very often. But with a mobile device, it is a fluid IP address, so it's very difficult to authenticate or to do some kind of comparison or data analytics because this person browsing the internet could be browsing the internet on a mobile device anywhere in the world. There's, there's no way to really nail down where this person is. So how do we get around some of those authentication questions when it comes to mobile banking or mobile payments and what role perhaps could biometrics play? I think that biometrics are wonderful. Um, a lot of the time we're limited by the transducers available to the phone. So it would be great if I could just press around my fingertip to the, the surface of the screen and have it become a fingerprint. But unfortunately, especially nowadays with most platforms, we're limited to simply a microphone as our main biometric transducer. And uh, we spoke, uh, I think Alton from AT&T spoke about voice print um, biometrics. So in terms of using biometrics to firmly identify a person, I think it's a great idea and it has lots of technical merit. I think that the handsets, though, are far from the ideal for a platform for capturing those biometrics. So we may see things like sleeves uh, or add-on devices, even Bluetooth tethered devices that may take things like fingerprints um, or even iris scans. Uh, but right now, platforms like Android, iPhone, and BlackBerry simply don't have a very rich set of capabilities. And you mentioned um, things like IP address being very fluid. And it's an unfortunate side effect of the way that, that a lot of wireless networks are structured. So as I, as I connect and disconnect from the network, 
as I as I turn my phone on and off, or as I just roam to other carriers, it's it's actually very difficult to maintain a single IP address. So as a as a consequence of the way that the networks are structured, technically, we normally have IP changes in the range of hours to days for every mobile client. Well, we can whitelist things like IP blocks for providers, uh, like AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint. We generally can't rely on, on individual IP addresses per handset as a whitelisting capability for transaction security. What are the three pieces of advice that you could give to an institution that's just now beginning to embark upon a mobile platform? I think the top three, uh, the first one's not even security related, which is kind of embarrassing because I'm supposed to be a security wonk. Uh, the first one is manage user experience. So. You have to be very careful when moving into the mobile platform because you're you're speaking to a different uh, a different mindset in in potentially um, the same customer, but it is a very different mindset when you're using a mobile handset and a mobile device. Um, number two is all of the technology you need to secure your phones already exists, so you should not um, panic that you don't have the controls that you need. You shouldn't panic that the mobile device is, is some sort of magical land that you can't control. You can, but it's going to take a long-term investment in both research and implementation to get the mobile device or the mobile platform to the place where you, as a bank, would want it to be. And the third piece of advice would be your best friend is analytics. Uh, I think uh, we actually mentioned this on the panel a few times yesterday. By keeping track of what's happening in your systems, uh, anti-fraud, anti-money laundering, and even just transaction risk measures can be your best friend as you deploy mobile devices or mobile, uh, mobile applications to multiple platforms. So those are, are very important. And if I can add a fourth, for gosh sakes, make the platform transparent. So in terms of market capture or, or subscriber capture, what you really want to do is to ignore the fact that you know, one platform is more uh, popular or more interesting than the other. Right now, the top three platforms in North America are iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry in no particular order. You should make sure that if you deploy a capability on one, that it actually is on all the others as well. And even though the platforms differ in their security capabilities, the controls that you already have can be used effectively to secure each platform regardless of their in, of their inherent capabilities. Again, we've just heard from Jason Rouse, a mobile security consultant who attended the Mobile Financial Services Forum in Arlington, Virginia. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.